Welcome to Two Girls in a Grape, where we attempt to learn about wine one bottle at a time. I'm Drea, and I somehow managed to marry the same dude twice. <laughs> and I'm Jules. I just celebrated 16 years of marriage. How, you ask, did I manage this amazing feat? Wine and therapy. Or is it wine therapy? I'm not sure. Uh, either way, you know, it's they're, worked out well. They're really the same. I mean, my therapist tells me they're not, but I think she's wrong. <laughs> So this episode, in case you haven't noticed, we are celebrating marriage, the joy that is matrimony, and we have two very special guests, our significant others. Yay! We recently discovered that our wedding anniversary are just a week apart. Uh, so mine is on September 1st, and Joel's yours is on... September 9th. September 9th. I think Rob can confirm. Correct. Okay. Okay, well, at least he didn't deny it, so we're off to a great start. Uh, and in honor of our nuptials, friendship, and love, Man. we're celebrating this episode by putting our life partners through some wine gauntlet bullshit. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, let us introduce Hot Rob and the Silver Fox, also known as Rob, Rob and John. Welcome. Say hi. Hello. Hello. Awesome. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here as well. Well, we're already so, drinking everybody, yeah. so just well, FYI. I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone thought that that was not going to happen. This is true. <laughs> it seems only fitting that our reoccurring segment, Cheers and Jeers, features these two gentlemen, uh, since they often have to be on the receiving end of our Cheers and Jeers. Yeah. So, Rob and John, what are you currently cheersing and jeersing? I'm cheersing the fact that I will be going to Spain soon. And Do I get to go? Yes. My, my beautiful wife, Andrea, gets to go with me. And I love Spain because everything, the food is great, the wine is exceptional. In fact, I'm going to be featuring a wine of theirs. Look at him with his foreshadowing. Yeah. The women are sexy. Oh, wait, sorry. No, you're, you're on a uh, trip with your wife. Sorry. The men are sexy. <laughs> They're swarthy. Every, everything about Spain is wonderful. Uh, I haven't found a, a negative thing to say about Spain. And I've been there many, many times. All right. So you're about to make your triumphant return. This is fantastic. Yes. So what are you jeersing? Jeersing is the fact that our country has basically stopped carrying anything in the stores. I mean, <laughs> you the go, shelves are empty, everyone. The stores are empty. They pretend Welcome like to they end have, stage capitalism, yeah, yeah. John. <laughs> they act like they have something, but you go there, and uh, my, my favorite thing that they don't have is the uh, uh, Nabisco cookies. Golden Oreos. Go, yeah. Golden Oreos. They don't, nobody... Oh, those are no bueno. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I like, well, I like those, but... They just don't happen. And you ask them, and it's like, oh, we're not going to carry those anymore. No, well, why? Them. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I swear they all I'm looking for. Them. I feel like John is single-handedly keeping that supply chain. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard someone that buys those over the originals. I love it. <laughs> all right. So, Rob, um, are you cheersing and jeersing cookies? What's going on with you? I, I am an Oreo fan, but I'm going to go in a different direction. I am cheersing the third bottle of wine that we had last night. Delicious, uh, I think. And I, it's nice to wake up drunk in the morning. Is it? It's just a great way to start the day. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. It's, absolutely. It's good. 
Yeah. I did. What are you jeersing? I am jeersing my romantic side. Okay. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> Wait, do we need to call the therapist right now? Yeah, oh no. Get, uh, she's on no, uh, <laughs> on our on our anniversary, we we actually had a really nice morning, but in the afternoon, we watched the movie The Predator. I wouldn't say that's necessarily a, a romantic, romantic film. film, and um, it is not. That's that's what I that's what I staged for the uh, afternoon and into the evening of our anniversary. Hence the wine therapy to make it through 16 years of marriage. Well, if it makes you feel better, the first weekend away that we took, this one thought the way the key to romance was a wine and film pairing that included a bottle of Francis Ford Coppola and, and a Coppola film. Fucking Apocalypse Now. Well, oh, the, wow. wine, the wine was really bad. And Don't I still married wine. him, so what does it say yeah. about me? You married him twice. <laughs> Well, I did feel better when the next night we watched Predator 2. So she was at least <laughs> and in the, it into the film. Well, the, the film, the film was good, but the wine that he made? His desire bad. to watch 80s crazy alien movies. So there you have it, everyone. Your cheers and your jeers for our very special anniversary episode. In honor of our anniversaries and our collective love of wine, we thought it might be fun to do a little wino version of newlywed game, or in our cases, the not so newlywed game. The old people. The old game. <laughs> so we are going to test each other's knowledge and see how these gents how well these gents know their wino partner so really i guess we're testing their knowledge this is more for our entertainment than anything i'm gonna go ahead and say that john is gonna knock this one out of the park and rob's gonna fuck it up well i mean we've been drinking pretty heavily so all bets are off i think i like the confidence appreciate that <laughs> i am confident that you're gonna fuck it up i mean so that's good right that is that is still a sign yeah. of it love is confidence. it is still a sign of love okay so do well under pressure, so this is yeah. This but is where I'm John see. can't follow fucking directions. This is true. So, so you know what? That's because I'm an it's artist. It's a free for all. It's a fucking free. Artists never follow directions. Oh wait, shut up. Okay. okay. So <laughs> here, yeah. Are, what are the rules? Here are the rules. This not so newlywed game. Why no edition? Why no edition? Here are the rules. You will each take turns answering some wine theme questions about your Us. lovely wife. Each correct answer gets two points. You can opt to pass if you do not know the answer. But if the other person gets the question correct, uh -oh. they get three points. Steal! First player to ten points wins. And we have a finite number of questions, so you two better figure this the fuck out. Also, when we We're, just decide... Neither one of us is getting to ten points. We're just going to call There's, there's no way. There's no way we get to ten, okay, but so, all right. So let's who go. wants to go first? Oh, yeah, wait. John. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> John's Do you accept pumped. this challenge? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the oh, enthusiasm. Wow. wow. Okay. All right, boys. Don't fuck it up. We will. Drea, what's the first question? And who does it go to? I, I feel like this is kind of a softball. Let's give it to Rob. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. All I'm right. so pathetic. Rob. Give me a softball. 
Your wife's favorite shade of wine is red, white, or rosé? Rosé. No. Oh! Absolutely incorrect. I mean, you drink white rosé all the time. How do you not say red? You drink rosé all the time. All right, John. It is your time. Is you have the opportunity to steal. Your wife's favorite shade of wine is red, white, or rosé. (laughs) Rosé. Is that wrong? God, you guys both suck. All right, red, you motherfuckers. Red, fuckers, red. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Why you always bring rosé? Because it's been fucking hot. Yeah, that's true. That's a trick question. No, it's not. I think it was a trick question. (laughs) Ask. Okay. Ask me in December. Not me. I'm gonna go to John. Okay. Yeah. John, if Drea was a wine, what varietal would she be? Oh my god. Rob is so glad right now. I, I don't, don't even know what a varietal is. <laughs> what else? Do I have varietals to choose from? No. No, you have to pick one. It's not multiple choice. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna Google what is a varietal. Here, give me some choices. No, you have 10 seconds. <laughs> That's it. We have 10 seconds. Yeah. I pass. Rob? Rob. If you have 10 seconds to think. Yep. Have you, uh, so you've pre-selected your answer to this one. I have not. No, this is a secret. There's no answers on There's no answers. Well, then why didn't you just say question? that it was rosé before, so maybe I could get the softball? Because I don't lie. Because we're not know cheating, that. Rob. Rob, no quit cheating. fucking stalling. I know you. What <laughs> varietal is it? Cabernet. Full-bodied and spicy. Oh, hell no. That's definitely the wrong answer. Oh, okay. So, since neither one of you... She is a Zinfandel girl, if anything. Oh. A white white Zinfandel? (laughs) (laughs) And with that, everyone, good night. We're done with this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This this episode is over. This is great. I love it. We're going to continue this. All right. Next question. Rob, this one goes to you. Oh, right. What is your wife's least favorite wine? Pinot. Clearly, that's a no. John. Probably a petite Syrah because I'm allergic to it. Malbec. <laughs> John. What is my least favorite wine? He has no clue either. I don't know this one, actually. Really? Uh, I don't think so. You should. I make fun of it constantly. Oh, I know what it is. Your podcast partner knows, John. I should know because I've heard her say it before. Uh, Listening skills. Listening skills. It can be pronounced one of two ways. Do I get to steal this one? No! No! And guess guess Zinfandel? What? Also wrong. Okay, also wrong. You're done. done. I didn't say anything yet. Chardonnay. I was going to say we're low. Oh, no, but I just admitted it. I was going to say Chardonnay. But before that, I would say Merlot would be your on the totem pole. It's on Boy, this is quite the segment. John and I are crushing (laughs) this. Okie dokie. This is a good one for Rob. Um, I'm sure it's awesome. I'm sure I'll get it. The the one after that. Oh, okay. Also, the the score is 0 0 right now. Nice. Nice. Rob, this question goes to you. Okay. 
how much money do I spend on wine on average each month? Each month? Yeah. He might actually know this. I don't actually know the answer to this question. Between the last bottles and the wine clubs and the random purchases at the grocery stores when I'm up in the mountains, you know. $250 a month. That's on, mm, I would say that's on the high end. I don't think I'm so. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, I look at the expenses. I'm pretty sure that's probably I about mean, right. I look at the credit card mm-hmm. bill. And the you don't look hard. I do, actually, because I'm the one that usually finds the random not spent by us money. Yeah, I'm just looking for wine purchases. But <laughs> That's funny. But you know, you may be right if you average it out for the year and then divide it up by twelve. It might be all right. We're gonna give we're gonna give Rob the two points. I think so. I think that's solid because I actually don't know, and now I'm gonna have to figure it out. Okay, John, this is a softball for you. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Stop saying that. Okay, John, if I am not drinking wine, what is my drink of choice? Oh, I should know that. I think we had it earlier tonight. Yes, we had it earlier than that, Jim. Uh, you know what? Babe. <laughs> we'll take it. I do. I love a Jim Martini. That but, is my drink of choice. But I, okay. Two to two, two to baby. Two. This is why to ten points is never going to fucking happen. <laughs> this oh, is okay. a hotly contested <laughs> show. Okay. Against. All right, Rob. This one's for you. What? I think they both get this one. Oh, okay. Should we both? Should we give them to both? All right. Let's do this. This goes to both of you. What are your chances of getting lucky... When your wife has been drinking wine, should we do percentage? Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. What kind of slut you think you married? But no. See, in order for that to, slut. for that to happen, John, you would have to stop watching Ancient Aliens and come to bed at a decent hour. Oh my God! I mean, well, if you got a shot. If you got a shot, in. get in the bed, dude. So Rob's clearly not at 100%. <laughs> Rob, what's your percentage? I say uh, 8%, <laughs> which is which is 8% higher than when she's sober. So you're saying there's a chance. Oh, my God. See, I would have said about 15%. No way. about the percentage of alcohol that the bottle needs to be for that to happen. All right. You know what? We're going to give it to Rob because he was closer, though. So, Rob, you have won round one of this episode. Oh, look out. Shawanigans only. I think, though, that what this segment of Shawanigans has really showed is, Jules, we should just fucking marry each other at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, pretty much. So there you go, everybody. Our uh, very fun uh, husband episode of Showinigans. For this episode, we put our fates in the hands of our significant others, Hot Rob, the Silver Fox, and challenge them to find a wine that they thought would please and maybe even impress us. Ha! <laughs> so... Here was the deal. We took a two girls in a great field trip with the gentleman to our local Total Wine Total store. Total Wine for the win. Total Wine for the win. And there were some rules they had to follow. They got 30 minutes in the store and could spend up to $30 each. Now, that's base price, not including tax. Rob was very there concerned. There was a lot of questions. A lot that. of questions. Um, that was the problem. <laughs> 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 And 
so they had to come in at that budget. Now, they could not use their phones. No Google. So they couldn't do online research. They couldn't call. They couldn't, like, phone a friend. Nope. They could not ask the store employees for help. And they could only really, they couldn't ask us for help. They could only talk to each other. Which they didn't do. At no. Because they were in totally separate areas of the store, so. And I accompanied Rob and Jules accompanied John. And so we could make sure that they were, they were staying on us, yep. staying with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were only able to ask, answer questions about the challenge but not about the, the wines. Wine. Right. So I just want to, one, thank both of our husbands for participating in these extended shenanigans. And, and I'm putting up with our general bullshit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mean, thank us yet. You haven't had the wine. <laughs> well. That's true. You may all be sleeping on the sofa tonight. <laughs> um, I also want to congratulate Jules and I because we are fucking evil geniuses. Yeah. I mean, we really set them up to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, let's introduce the first bottle. And this is Rob's pick. So since I was with him mm. in the store, I'm going to introduce it. Uh, he, Rob ended up with a little bit of a panic buy. Panic buy. Yeah. This is we, a panic wine. Oh, no. I didn't think this was the panic buy. Well, it was the backup panic buy. It wasn't the number one panic buy. So we're, we're okay. It was the adventurous panic buy. It, that's okay. what it was. I do want to give him that. Yeah. That's okay. what it was. What was it? So, Tell us about it. So Rob ended up picking the Unanmi, I'm going to maybe, Unanmi, 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 Unanmi Malbec uh, from Mascota Vineyards in the Uco Valley in Argentina, and it is their 2017 vintage. The ABV on Great it. Great year. It was a great year in Argentina. I don't know if I can. I'm just like, uh, too bad we're not on TV because her face is classic. Oh, right I believed now. you. I got excited. Um, the ABV on this bottle is 14%, so it's, a, you know, it's a heavy other. And the price point is, it came right in under budget at $29. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, it, and we'll post some videos on the Instagram of our shopping trip, but. It was pretty hilarious because Rob would see a bottle and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, that's only ten ninety nine. Absolutely not. not. Yeah. Of course, they had to go. The, they had to max the budget. Yeah, These they two had to max the budget. And you know, it was kind of like I would have done the same thing. It was like that philosophy of you never order the cheapest bottle of wine at a restaurant. You got it somewhere <laughs> in the middle. So, let's talk a little bit about the wine you picked, Rob. Now, again. Just to remind our listeners, our viewers, <laughs> Rob and John like to drink. Uh, but Jules, what would, how would you describe their collective wine knowledge? They just drink what we put in front of them. Like there's not, well, I can speak for Rob. Like he, yeah. he's okay. not really thinking about what he's drinking. He's just drinking it. He's gotten a lot better in recent years about determining what wines to order when he goes out to dinner with clients. Like, he kind of knows what to look for, and he's gotten a little bit better about it. But at home, he's like, well, yeah, like, you're the wine person, so. Yeah. So, he drank a bottle of Menage a Trois the other day, so like, no, we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, yeah, John, I think it's gotten better, certainly, with his taste. Like, he knows when he does not like something. 
Mm-hmm. And he's also an expensive bitch, too. Rob likes everything, pretty much. Rob will eat and drink anything. Yeah. He doesn't have I'm a very Mikey. distinguished palate. I'm an expensive bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're going well, to hear about you in a little bit. <laughs> okay, so Rob, let's talk about your bottle. Okay. What did you know about it coming in? About my bottle? Yeah, about the bottle that you selected. Absolutely nothing. Okay. I did no prep work. I was completely, well, un- unprepared. And I thought we could use our phones because I sometimes I don't listen. And I didn't listen <laughs> to the directions. Sometimes. So I, I uh, that was 30 minutes of me hustling around different sections. I know that we've been to Argentina. I do remember that. And I know that we had some great Malbacs and meat, and that is why it was not my top, but my second panic buy option. Okay, okay. So you you went with something that that resonated with some good memories. Did. I like this. I like this. Now I've heard that when you were in Argentina, you did visit some wineries. No, we did not visit wineries in Argentina, but we went to a wine bar. Yeah. That we did a twelve bottle tasting. There were awesome. three of us. So the the owner of the wine bar is a really lovely young couple. Well, no wonder Rob doesn't remember shit. And he was like, "Oh, let's just open twelve different wines, and you can each sure. taste four, but you can each taste each other's wine." Right. So it was fantastic. I, it sounds like it. It was. Surprised either one of you remember it. Was it. This is great. All right. Okay, so let's get into this bottle. Uh, the Yuko Valley is in Mendoza, and it's known as one of the oldest and most prestigious wine regions in Argentina. Mm. So, so far, so so good. Mascota is a prolific vineyard um, in this area, and it's located at the foot of the Andes, about a meter from, or about a mile, excuse me, from the Mendoza River. And the vineyard spans about a hundred hectares, which is you know how they measure out the vine areas and agricultural areas. What's nice about this privileged location is it really benefits from the cool breezes from the mountains and the river, but there's still a wide temperature range in this area. So it's much like what we see in Napa. The days may be incredibly hot and those temperatures really dip down into the evening. So you're talking like a 40 degree span, right? Uh, And that's really good for grapes. It's not so great when you live in it, but it's great for the grapes. Mascota Vineyard itself was founded in 2010. So a fairly new new vineyard, yeah. And has an annual production of about 2.5 million bottles. Jesus. Making them an incredibly large producer. Um, which to me is really impressive that they have been able to grow that quickly and to have the distribution footprint that they have. Um, this particular bottle that you selected is listed on the Moscota website as the best-selling Argentinian wine brand in the United States. So now, whether this is giving me the Lambrusco vibe, there was like the number one selling <laughs> wine that got poured down the sink. So I was saying, wait, we didn't turn it into ice cubes? We did not. Oh, well, that's just a fail. There. Wow. I didn't do it. Everyone. I I can't remember why we saved it. Shit. Oh, well. She never pours out wine. So this is. I do. I absolutely do. If I don't find a use for it. Okay. All right. 
The two-buck check is still in the fridge, though. Well, well then. The poss- I, could, I could make that at this point. I, excuse, yeah. The possibilities for this evening are endless. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sure. I mean, this is coming from their website, so who really knows? Who knows? But we're, we're going to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, the winemaker, Rodolfo Opi Sadler, which I think is a great fucking name, has helped Moscota reach this level of success. Uh, Sadler has been making wine for over 30 years, and he began his winemaking career studying at some of the best wineries in the region, uh, and now lends his talents to Moscota. So he's very familiar with the region there in Mendoza, um, and has been making wine with these types of grapes for a long, long time. In 2014, Mascota, so again, this is just four years, really, yeah. after that vineyard takes hold, is named the best Argentinian wine producer of the year at the International Wine and Spirits Competition, which is kind of a big fucking deal. It is a big deal. So, you know. So this all bodes well for Rob. Right. This does all bode well for Rob. So, Rob, tell us. It, I, know, I know we had some crunch time. There was some preliminary looking... There was a lot of discussion. We had a crazy lady in the store who was really into your husband for a hot minute. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't uh, the, shake her. Yeah. Was a crazy lady. <laughs> there, uh, there was a lot of back and forth, and you were deciding between this bottle and another bottle. So right. what? why did you ultimately choose this one? Well, the other bottle was a Rodney Strong, and we belonged to that wine club, and I thought... If I buy that and it's successful, then I'm not going to get any credit for creativity. So I wanted to buy something that presumably she had never had. Although I did have my fingers crossed that it was one of the 12 wines that we tasted in Argentina. doesn't sound like that's the case. There <laughs> Definitely was, wouldn't be the case. There, there was no hint of recognition on Jules's face when it came out. But then I went to the Italy and the Spain sections and got intimidated and ran right back to the other Reds area. And uh, time was running out, so this is the bottle that came home. A lot of thought. I was really impressed that you did not end up with a Pinot Noir, so... That's the direction I would have gone for myself, but I... Because that's it, his favorite. Yeah, that is... That's not my favorite. I know, but so see, he was aiming to please. Yes. I, I was. I was. He understood. He understood the direction. He understood the assignment. Okay. Well, we are gonna see how this all pans out after we talk about bottle two. Bottle number two is the bottle that John selected for Drea, and I had the pleasure of monitoring. Was it a chaperoning at Total Wine? Um, so, dear listeners, John did not bring his reading glasses. So he did have to enlist my help to read all of the descriptions and all of the labels of the different bottles of wine. And I'm sure he used that sparingly. No. <laughs> it, we had quite a few bottles pulled out. Fortunately, we really just stuck to one small section of the store, which was the Spain Isle. So he was... he was. I love Spanish wine. He, he does love the Spanish wine, so... Although Jules, in full disclosure, Jules did text me during this extravaganza. It was like, I've had to remind him that he can't spend more than $30, like five times. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was a problem. Thinking that the limit was $20, I'm like, it's $30. And he'd go, oh! And then he'd go, what, what was the limit again? I'm like, $30. <laughs> so, 
The wine that John selected is called Uro Selección um, from the Toro region in its a vintage of uh, 2014. The ABV on this bottle is 14.5, so dudes like to pick a yes. heavy hitter. These guys this. are not messing around, man. It is a Tempranillo, and the price point for this wine was right at $30. So I think it was $29.99. Yeah. So it was 30 bucks. So let's talk a little bit about the region and how this wine is made. Uro comes from the Toro region, which I just mentioned, and that is a designated wine area in the province of Zamora in the northwestern um, part of Castilla y Leon in Spain. Commonly known as the Tierra de Toro, this area also includes over 8,000 hectares of vines, which I don't know what that translates into square miles. Rob maybe or can acres. translate that for us, or acres, something that maybe we can get a little bit more behind. Um, but many of the uh, vines produce the wine known as Tinto del Toro. And Tinto del Toro means a great many things in Spain. Um, in Spanish, the word Toro means bowl, and Tinto means red or dyed. So together, these words are synonymous with what is perhaps the most iconic Spanish varietal, the Tempranillo, which I think we all enjoy a good Tempranillo. Did you, you really enjoy, can't go wrong. No. You, did you enjoy a good Tempranillo last night? Did not. Okay. No. None of them were Tempranillos. <laughs> so, any hoo-ha. Uh, Tinto del Toro wines uh, actually have to contain a minimum of 75% of Tempranillo grapes. And they're allowed to use other blending grapes such as a Garnacha or a Grenache in, in English. Um, in addition, these wines are aged primarily in French and American oak to help develop the deep flavors and tannins known um, that Tempranillos are known for. But we'll be the judges of that when we open this wine. <laughs> so one of the differentiating factors of this particular Tempranillo from that of other um, Tempranillos that come from more, I would say, well-known regions like Rioja, is that the Toro region has chalky soils that create more mineral forward flavors not seen in other Tempranillos. So this is, I think, is going to be right up Drea's alley. I was going to say, like, that's kind of my jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In addition to that, yeah. the summers in that region are typically short but very hot. I, I feel like similar to the wine that Rob got. Like, mm -hmm. That has some similar vibes. And um, it's also... High alcohol content. Yes. That's what you... And it's also one of the driest regions in Spain. So it causes the vines to really root down into the ground um, and draw flavors from the soil. Which, again, we all know I'm super into. She's super into that shit. Uh, one <laughs> Fucking of the, love dirt. Fucking <laughs> love it. When, when Drea was doing her research on kind of these wines and looking up, you know, where can you buy these wines, a lot of Spanish wine shops and markets came up as carriers of this wine. So I think that she's cautiously optimistic that this will be a decent wine. I also feel like $30 for a Spanish wine is yeah. probably going to be pretty good. Like Spain and Italy, when you're there, you could, you're paying like five euro and you're getting a really good bottle of wine. Right. I mean, obviously they're, we've got import taxes and all that shit. So it's going to be more expensive. And I those have like, gone up, yeah. but still. Yeah. So uh, let's hear from the silver fox himself, John. 
Tell me about why you selected this particular wine. I selected that particular wine mainly because it was from Spain. And I've been to Spain, I think it's 26 times. Holy shit. Yeah, I, yeah. And we've been going Leela, for a while. Yeah, we've been going for Dang. a while. And I found that Spanish wines are really, really good. Uh, that you give more bang for your buck in Spanish wines than the other ones. Five euro, everybody. Yeah. And I mean, even when I was living there, on when I was on sabbatical, yeah. and we would just go to the grocery store and pick up, you know, wines, it's so cheap. I mean, it was, if you were... And you go to the grocery store, and yeah. you're going to get a good wine. Exactly. Right here, where it's, it's a crapshoot. I mean, and if you're paying 20 euro for... A bottle of wine at a grocery store, people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is true. I remember being in Spain when we were doing the Camino de Santiago, and my friend Craig and I went into the store, and we were kind of like, we don't want to pay five euro. That just is not going to be a good wine. It's going to be like a two-buck chuck yeah. or like a yellowtail. Right. But what we soon came to realize is that that is like what you're paying for a really good bottle of wine there. And all the wines that we got were delicious, so... Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, you know, one of those things, too, where even out of the restaurant, you can get a really great bottle for under 20 euro. euro yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's priced, it's priced to move people, yeah. and it's also just so, wine is so ingrained in the culture there, it's part of the meal, and so we don't think about it in the same way we do here in the States, like, oh, it's an extra, or it's an extravagance, yeah. or yeah. you're being fancy. Nah, it's, bitch, I'm just getting my wine on. It's expected yeah. that you're going to be drinking wine with dinner. So, I think that John was super smart in his strategy to stick to the Spain Isle and pick a Spanish wine for Drea, and so I'm super excited to try this wine. I, I, al I also think that I maybe should have used my phone a friend, John. Where were you with that information that you're gonna nail it out of the park with Spain. Where was I with that? I guess yeah. I guess you were in the Spain Isle and I wasn't. Yeah. Hey, every man for himself. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, John, John needed reading help. Like I didn't. I didn't. Well, the thing with Spain is I've I've done enough drinking of wines, and also we've gone like enough times that I know that their wines are really good. I also know that you have to get a, a good wine from Spain. You can't get a cheap wine. The one I would love to have got was Mas go. Plana from Torres. Way out of the but, budget. Yeah, but that was way out of the budget. That stuff is well, like... What was that, for. like... 70 bucks? 80, 80 bucks? I saw 80, one that was 80, 80 bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, you used to use Spanish wine. Like, they don't charge $80 for wine. That, that shit is amazing. That one, it is that wine is penny. amazing. Okay. <laughs> it is the, the best wine around. Other than... Uh, the only one that even comes close is Joan Leon. The, which has a saying: If you go to buy their wine, they're, they're they. I don't know who they hired in Hollywood to get to, to write this. Their their saying is the man, the time, the wine. But it's true that wine is excellent. Also, but, I think John could do some serious voiceover work. I he know John. It. John probably don't, picked a better don't. wine than me, and listen to his voice compared to mine. Don't, okay, well, come on. Don't, Anybody out there that wants to hire to me for out. voiceover, I will accept that job immediately. <laughs> Give me a call. So, let's, <laughs> let's get Love to that. tasting these wines and figuring out what we would want to pair with them. Now that we have been edumacated on the different regions that these wines are coming from and who's making the wines and how they're made, 
let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the good. We are going to taste both of these wines. So we have them poured side by side. And we are going to start with Rob's wine, which is the Malbec from Argentina. All right, gang, here we go. Let's do Take it. Up your glasses. Okay, so the first thing- What do you thing... see? Oh, you're, okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you see? I see wine in my glasses. <laughs> it's red. Let me put my glasses on so I can see. Oh, it. Jesus, with the glasses. Well, it's color. You don't need... Oh, well, I thought you wanted to see how quickly it ran off the side of the glass. Oh, oh wow. look the at legs. This Is that what yeah. they call yeah. legs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know a little bit about wine. Fancy pants. Okay. It's okay, got, let's, it has well, good body. Well, it's purple. It has good body. It's dark and inky. Yeah, yeah it, it is, is very purple. dark and inky. So I, I actually don't drink a lot of Malbec. I know you do, though, Jules. I'm not really. I mean, well, she we does drink now. Malbec, but not, it's not like, a, it's not the favorite in the house. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> 16 years of marriage, everybody, and that's what I get. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> okay, right. so it is, it is pretty dark and inky. It definitely has those purple, um, almost like violet blue undertones to it. Mm. That's got a good body to it. John. Did you already try it? Yeah, we haven't oh. gotten to the oh point. Oh my God. John, listen, John does not listen to the podcast <laughs> as much as others. Yeah, it's true. John, okay. come on, they have a whole process on, here. Obviously, some of us have moved on faster than others. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's give it a swirl and do the nose Let's here. check the nose first. Okay. I mean, John's way ahead of us. I was already checking the nose. <laughs> Anything specific, and so it's definitely not fruit forward on the nose. Oh, I, I mean, I'm no, getting a little bit of sweet. like I'm, I'm getting the sweet. Remember when we opened it and I, we smelled the corks? So I was like, well, this smells kind of. It just has a sweet smell. Uh oh. I'm getting more though on the nose, frankly, like sour cherry. Oh god, I'm not Um, I'm getting some like earth, some tobacco. She's on it. I'm not getting yeah. any of that. Well, what are you getting out of this wine that you picked? Well, I have a terrible sense of smell. He does actually. I, He's I'm constantly not really congested. So. Yeah. All right. Is that where the snoring comes from? Yeah, probably. That's usually from the alcohol, but. Alcohol. We'll say it's my All right, should we try it? Let's give it a whirl. Well, John, John, uh, John. Let's give it a swirl. John's already finished his glass, everyone. He's done. Interesting. Oh god. I'm not sure what to think about that. I think I need another I need her, another her face oh. says it sucks. And I will say we did actually just have some empanadas from our, you know, local neighborhood wine bar the rose, because we were like, oh let's have some empanadas to go with the moosh moosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, I will tell you this, I don't think it's a thirty dollar wine. No, absolutely it's not. It's overpriced. It is it almost reminds me of, well, and this may come back to haunt me later, like a underage Tempranillo. Like, it's got a little yeah. bit of that, like... There's not a body. There's vegetable like, background, though. Like, it's, it's kind of flat. Yeah. I'm just it is flat. like, there's nothing... Yeah. There, nothing's coming through. There's oh, thanks. Nothing thanks, John. 
I, I need one. I, I, I got one person I'm counting on being on my side, and he just slams it. It's it's also really acidic, I think. Uh, maybe it's corked. No, it's not corked. <laughs> We're all like, no, this is your fault. Um, I don't think it's that acidic. Just sort of. Well, it's interesting because the alcohol content is high enough that you wouldn't think it would be as as acidic on the mouth as it is. I'm get, I'm reading a lot of acid. I don't know. See, my first sip, I was like, "This is." There was a lot of tannins, and I was getting like that dry mouth feel. But this is. So I don't know what vintage is this. A twenty seventeen. So I mean, that means it's it five years. Yeah. It should have a lot more flavor to it, I think. It should have a lot more to it. And, like, a lot of times, higher end, just for reference, higher-end wines will release their vintage, like, on the five-year mark. So, you know, to, and I couldn't find the stats on this, but typically, you know, a red wine will be bottle-aged for anywhere from, like, 12, I've seen them all the way up to, like, 36 months. I mean, barrel-aged, and then they're bottle-aged until it's time for release. Right. And a lot of, again, your higher-end reds will release, like, at that five-year mark. So, um, which checks out for this one if it's a 2017. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm surprised that the flavors aren't as developed. The only thing I can think of is the vineyard itself, Mascota, as we talked about, was established in 2010, which is pretty young. So I don't know. The vines are just not mature. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know what type of vines they planted there, like what they're sourcing from, how old they were. Certainly, though, I, I will say this. With the level of production that they have, that 2.5 million bottles, like... It's tough, right? When you're, because at a certain point, you start thinking about quantity versus quality, quality yeah. a little bit. And but at thirty dollars, <laughs> I expected better quality. True, but think that's about, an expensive wine. I mean, that's not chump change to pay thirty bucks for a bottle of wine. No, I, you know, certainly not. I mean, it is. It's probably higher than like the general price point that we shop for when mm-hmm. we're out at like wine shops and yeah. stuff. Um, because we buy in bulk, as I think our listeners know. I think, but, you know, we typically, I think, try to stay in the 20 to $25 yeah, range. And we gave sure. that $30 range. It's like, all right, like, this is we threw them definitely fine. Yeah. But I don't, I, this does not impress me. Sorry, in, Rob. <laughs> sorry, hot Rob. If this was a $10 bottle of wine, I'd be like, fair, it's 10 bucks, whatever. It's drinkable. It's not pour down the sink. I guess it's, I should have gone for those $10 bottles that I was <laughs> sticking my nose up Well, in I think, though, too, when you know how much a bottle is, your expectation is at a certain level with anything, right? Like, you're like, yeah. oh, my expectation is that it's going to be at least this, and it's not. I so, do I do wonder if we decanted it, if it would be... Oh, well... Well, we can decant it. It's we not over it. yet. No. I haven't <laughs> failed yet. We may, co- we may come back, dear listeners. Okay, should we move on? Yep, let's move on. Oh, boy. I don't even want to really do a pairing for this one. No, we have to do a pairing. Oh, All right. All right. It's part of the fun. Okay, fine. so let's... Rob. Oh, boy. What would you pair Eat. food-wise with this wine? What are you eating while you drink this? And if you say an empanada, I will slap you on this. <laughs> I was actually just going to say that. <laughs> a ribeye. I, I feel like 
I feel like a ribeye can save it. Because this doesn't have anything. This doesn't have a ton of flavor. So let's take it with a ribeye and that that can that can pair well with it, I think. Also a very classic Argentinian pairing, right? right? Meat, meat. Yeah. Red meat. Red meat, red, red, meat, red wine. wine. Alright. Yeah. Fair. So um what kind of entertainment or activity would you pair with this? Predator? I mean, uh, Predator goes with everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I, I mean... You might how, be available, ladies. How about a late lunch where we're about to step outside for a polo match in Argentina? Does that sound? Well, that's... Sure. Yeah. I mean, it. that happened. That's yes. She's literally pulling from something he, that happened. I, I didn't prepare for this. Could have been the relationship memory. He's, but you he, know what? I didn't prepare for this at all. Yeah. This section. This segment. I mean, we never do. You're fine. All right. And how does this wine rely, remind you of your relationship with Jules? What relationship memory would you pair with this wine? Well, considering this wine is flat, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about a... Not a not a good moment in our relationship, and <laughs> fortunately there haven't been many of those over the years. Oh, see, love, puke. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. This is gonna pair well with a ribeye and a polo match, a polo match. and some bad relationship memories. <laughs> a fight, maybe a fight uh, after the polo <laughs> match. Uh, yeah. You know, you know how you solve that? You go somewhere and you just drink some more. Yes. Done. Which we're about to do. We're about to do that. So let's move along to John's pick. And, well, let's just hope that he has better luck than Rob. <laughs> it is really about luck. Let's just be real here at this point. It is, because they had no idea what I'm rooting. I'm rooting for John, even <laughs> though he absolutely slammed my wine immediately. I'm rooting for I didn't mean to slam your wine. Okay, I so did. here we are with the Tempranillo from Tito del Toro. Okay, so let's take a look at the John, color. don't drink it immediately. Okay. He already did. No, he didn't. No, I didn't drink this one. I'm looking at the body. I'm letting it... Hurt. Okay, so this one isn't as dark as the Malbec. No. It this... definitely has a little bit more clear. Like, you can see through it a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. got more of the... Ruby garnet. Ruby yeah. garnet versus the inky mm-hmm. blue. Okay, all right. I'll agree on that. Sounds good. The so, nose is a lot more interesting. I'll wow. Tell you that. Yes. So, so, John, what are you getting on the nose? Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a fruitiness than the other one. You definitely get more like, I would say, late summer dark fruits yeah. like um, blackberries, uh, black plums. I'm getting spices. Like baking spices? Like nutmeg? I'm trying to put my finger... There's something specific that I'm getting here. I get a little bit of... Like fall... I'm getting like fall spices. Like that... Don't fucking pumpkin spice latte me right now. Okay, how about... That's not where you're going? How about like nutmeg, ginger, allspice? It is Spanish. You're going to get more interesting things because it's Spanish. (laughs) 
This bitch right here. Oh, I love God. Spain, okay? This level of confidence. I mean, right, Johnny, are you just going to punch me in the face here? Good Lord. No, I'm Take just saying down, Spain. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying that Spain. Uh, I, I, I like Spain. Are we tasting now? Yes. Yeah, you're you're allowed drink. to drink. Well, it's really better than the first wine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Whoops. You I know t- what it is? It's this is reminding me of a port for some reason. The smell and the, the like. I'm getting a little bit of a port vibe. You know, you uh, so I do think that this has some herbaceousness to it, and what I'm getting is even on the palate is um, tarragon. Which almost has like that licorice. Yes. Yeah, it does yeah. have a pork taste to it. Yeah, but which is good because I like pork. I love pork, but yeah. I usually Port's, like my pork to be pork and my wines to be wines. But it's not sweet. It's no, not, it's not sweet. No. I mean, I think it's definitely like, and the finish has a little bit of like. I don't know what's in the finish, but it's yeah. very good on it. Um, it's a little it, musty. There's a yeah. slight mustiness to it. I like it, which I smelled on the cork. Yeah. Or so, like when I when we did the cork. Check and we opened the bottle. Well, like, congratulations. This is Spanish wine. Congratulations on your success, John. I think you've crushed this. All right, so, John, let's move along to our pairings. What would mm. you want to eat with this wine? That's the hard part. <laughs> Everything. All the things. Think All about things. your. So, what's your favorite dish to eat in Spain? As he chugs more wine and He's thinks like, about... He's like, I don't want to answer the question. I will not answer <laughs> no. the question. I do not understand the question, and I will not respond to it. <laughs> Just call him Lucille. Call Lucille and ask her? No, we're not calling... <laughs> this isn't phone a friend. Okay, so what would you want to eat with this? I'm trying to think. What would I be eating if I ate at uh, our favorite restaurant? Uh... Con Coloretas? Yeah. So I... I would pair this, if we were eating there, I would pair this with their wild boar, which isn't Ooh. your favorite, but you Ooh. do like the, ch- the roast chicken with ratatouille the, that they the roast do. Chicken so, with and I think that yeah. this could definitely, it's, it's fruit forward enough that it would pair well with something like that. Yeah, the roast chicken with ratatouille. Okay, so what are you doing? So Let's, now we know what Drea would pair with it. You know, what's the okay team (laughs) Silver Fox and Drea? What are we being entertained? Or John's on a team, I'm over here on an island with a (laughs) shitty line. I I should have joined your team, (laughs) John. What entertainment or activity are you engaging in while you drink this wine? Uh, probably watching to do that Spanish dance. What is that? Tango. The, oh, flamen- no, that's the flamenco. The flamenco. The flamenco. Not the flamingo. The flamenco. Flamenco. I mean, I also just said tango because my mind is in Argentina, so there's. Well, that. I mean, we've traveled a lot tonight. We, yes. Okay. And relationship memory. Oh. A relationship memory. Yeah. What memory of you and I does this conjure for you? Uh, probably eating at your uh, bubo. Oh yeah, Bubo. Bubo is one of our favorite places in Barcelona to yeah. eat. It's right. What's it called? Bubo. Bubo. It's right. Spell that for me. B u b o. Bubo. Bubo. Okay. It's right across from the Santa Maria del Mar, and it is fantastic. Oh, you and guys are so sweet. And they also have the best desserts in the world. Oh, I'd be down for that. I'm interested. <laughs> 
So I think all of our listeners know, based on this episode, which one of us is going to make it to our next anniversary. You guys, obviously. I think it's you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, Drea. Yes. Tell everybody where uh, they could potentially purchase John's pick, not Rob's pick. Because we don't like Rob's pick. No one's going to want to buy it. So definitely Total Wine for the win. That's where we yes, went to. Yes, Total Wine. But honest, and you know, when I was researching this episode, one of the things that I did um, notice and that Jules mentioned was a lot, I had a really hard time finding information about this wine in particular, the Euro. I I found mostly information about Toro and that area because almost all the websites that discuss this wine were actually from Spain. Okay. So I do think this is probably a more specialty oriented bottle. Um, I think that if you live in an area where uh, there are a lot of winos, like serious winos, Mm -hmm. so, you know, an urban area, you can probably find it at your total wine. The other place I would look for this, and where honestly I think I've seen it is Cost Plus World Market. Oh, okay. So you know something. That's always a solid. Oh, we should do an episode. Where yes. We'll a wine from World yeah. Market. And I wonder even if like certain higher end grocery stores like a Whole Foods mm-hmm. or a Gelson's um, would have this wine as well. So it's Gelson's, I think. Is it Gelson's? Mm-hmm. I think so. Really? It's kind of like Quarry Quarry. Oh Jesus! Mm. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think a great way to do it is look up, look it up on winesearcher.com, which is an incredible resource and will give you locations in your area where you can find certain bottles. So check that out. What do we have coming up next? So coming up next, we will be focusing on harvest season. Cause it's fall y'all. Yeah. Pumpkin spice latte. Oh, <laughs> which means we will Jules be- is firmly in the category of... Fuck that shit. Pumpkin spice latte. Drea is firmly in the category of basic fucking fall bitch. Yeah. Um, But harvest season means we will be harvesting our own wine club memberships for some good juice. So one of the perks of being a wine club member is you get harvest release, you get to go to harvest parties, and... Between the two of us, I don't even want to think about how many wine clubs we belong to. (laughs) So, um, follow us on Instagram to see our selections. Uh, And again, that Instagram is two girls and a great pod. That's T-W-O, girls and a great pod. Uh, You can also email us at twogirlsandagreatpod at gmail.com. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time... Salud. 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 Salud.